Welcome to the Forge Truth Podcast, where we are building great men as God defines greatness. Forge is a movement of men with a mission to help all men realize they are the deeply beloved, redeemed sons of the Most High God. I'm your producer, Zach, and I'm here to discuss the issues that affect men the most with our two hosts, Dr. Pete Allenson, lifelong pastor and leader of Forge, and Jason Kenyonis, Bishop of Core Faith Church in Oviedo, Florida. Men, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Bishop. I kiss your ring across the table here. So funny. <laughs> Always good to be with you guys. Good, good, good morning. And gentlemen, it's an honor to be with you today. Happy New Year. This is the first one for the new year. It is. Yeah, happy 2023. I'm looking forward to today's topic because we're talking about honor mm-hmm. and how to be a man of honor and what that looks like. And this is a great topic because I feel like this is something that isn't discussed a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an old idea. Um, In today's culture, the idea of honor. So I say we get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start by talking about if we want to be men of honor, what what is honor? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Bishop? Honor. when When I think of the word honor, I think of a person who is respectable and respectful. Hmm. Somebody yeah. who, somebody who you would, you would think of and be like, man, I respect that guy. And so just because we're all in this room, you guys know that I respect you, but there's another guy in my life. There's a bunch of guys in my life that I respect, but my wife's uncle is a person who I would think of as a man of honor. Uh, he's a man that you respect because he's a man of principle. He's a man who is what you see is what you get. And you really get someone who loves Jesus, not perfect by any means, but is a man of principle. So that's when I think of that as a person who is respectable and a person who is respectful. Hmm. That's good. That's good. And I, and I, I agree. I, uh, I think it's, it's one of those, like you said, Zach, it's one of those nebulous concepts in American culture. I, I was first, um, confronted with the idea of honor as a Boy Scout because the Boy Scout law starts or the oath on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country. That's how it starts out. And so it was kind of like, well, a man of honor is someone who has the characteristics that you mentioned, but you can trust him because he has an internal sense of a direction and he's not depending on accountability outside of himself, but it's, it's who he is. He is intensely desiring to be that man of above reproach or whatever. Um, he's saying I'm committed to being honorable. Right. Uh, in that right. way. Yeah. Right. I'd love both of your definitions. And mine is a little bit kind of a, what you're saying. I, I think of it as a man that lives by a code. Yeah. There you go. has a set of principles that they do follow. And that person is a man of honor. Yeah. And so uh, someone that can stick to their code, basically. A lot mm-hmm. of times that has to do with honesty. You know, like, mm-hmm. can you trust a man? A lot of times that has to do with respect. Like, right. have they earned respect? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's how I see honor. Yeah, it, it kind of is related to the word integrity. Um, with the, there's a wholeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what integrity is, a wholeness to the man yeah. that even though he's not perfect, and if he fails, he'll say, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you know. So it really is that sense of uh, I, am, I am motivated internally to keep my word. Yeah, yeah I love that. I, I, think, I, I think it's when you look at 1 John, it speaks of God being light, 
and us having fellowship with him. And you can't have fellowship with him and walk in the darkness or not practice the truth. And so as Christian men who are following Christ, I think that's that's part of what that is, right? It's walking in the light. It's living a life that is not fake. We're not hiding. And like you said, when we fall, and we will, and we fall short, we recognize, you know what? That wasn't, that isn't who I am, mm. right? And and you, you said it this morning that we as born again believers, our new identity is not sinner, it's son, right? right. And, so, and so now I live as a son, um, I think it was Augustine who said when when a when a Christian begins to fall into sin, they're having an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. They forget who they who they are, who they've become. And so I I love what you said, Zach. As as far as having that code, that what does it mean to be a follower of Christ, and what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a believer? This is the code, right? That we live by. We live by this code that we are the deeply beloved sons of the Most High God. And now I live out of that identity. So, yeah. That's right. So honor is directly related to our identity yeah. in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And Proverbs, what is it? 1533, before honor comes humility. Hmm. And that's an interesting concept um, that to come to Christ demands humility, God-given humility, that I I don't have what it takes. Um, and a, an honorable man is a man who understands that he he's going to do his best, mm. but he needs God's resources. Yeah. Yeah. And another part of that, you know, someone deserving of honor needs humility because if they don't have humility, then they're already busy honoring themselves. That's right. So other people don't need to honor them because they're taking their time honoring themselves. So mm-hmm. the humility goes a long way in being someone who deserves honor. Yeah. And really when we think of the Pharisees, don't we think of people who really, they want to be honored by men. And so they were misusing the law of God um, in order to gain honor. So Jesus criticizes, criticizes them as, as, as men. We can all try to get honor from other people. Yeah. Uh, but we can only ultimately get become honorable by the work of Christ in our hearts and then we're not really seeking honor from men. Hmm. As Paul said to the Galatians, we're really seeking honor from God, right. ultimately. Oh, yeah. I mean, in Jesus' time, the Caesar was worshipped as a god. Mm-hmm. Everyone would have thought of Caesar as a god. And probably the only person that knew for sure that he wasn't was Caesar himself. You know, would it, it would have right. been clear to Caesar that he was not a god in many ways. But yet he accepted that honor of God and the difference between that and Jesus, who is God, um, humbled himself mm-hmm. um, in so many different ways. You know, washing his disciples feet, even becoming human is, is a humility. Um, so the contrast to that is pretty great. Boy. Yeah. Mm. There's a couple of movies we were talking about that are about honor. Yeah. What was the one you brought up? So the last samurai with Tom Cruise. Yeah. That yeah. one that that one's a movie that is about honor. So you see he he's this rough rugged and I wish that I could remember the it's been such a long time yeah. since I saw the movie but he was a a war hero, an American war hero and he became an alcoholic and so from a guy that was so you know so venerated but he was so tormented as well and I think it was because he didn't see honor in what he did and honor and how, you know, how he lived. Um, 
And then he goes from that to being taken care of by the wife of the guy that he killed in battle. And he learns what honor is. And Mm. then he becomes, and he learns what the samurai code is, right? And how they live. And it's about honor. It's, it's, it's about honoring others and, and being an honorable person. So, yeah. And so there's sacrifice that comes with becoming a man of honor. It's kind of like we give our word and, and we keep it even to our hurt, the Bible says at times. Uh, And that's difficult when you make a promise, Mm -hmm. we try to keep it. A man of honor will try to keep it. Right. One of the lessons my dad instilled in me over and over again, and it's actually not terribly biblical and I'll explain why in a second, but he says, uh, a man can never break his word of honor. So if you give your word of honor to someone, you you can't break that. Mm. You could tell like an average lie, but if someone says, do I have your word of honor on that? It has to be true. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say it's not biblical is, you know, Jesus says, let your yes be yes. We don't need to like have these secret phrases that mean it's going to be true. Right. But he instilled that so strongly in me that I have never given my word of honor and not back it up with wow. truth. Mm. Because he, he stressed how important that was that a man keep his word. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lied, you know, many times in my life, but if, if someone pressed me and said like, ah, can I get your word of honor or that? I, I have to tell the truth just because that's what my dad instilled in me. Wow. What you said there is so important is that really fathers teach sons and daughters to be people of honor. And that if, when a father models that it's, it's really, really important. Uh, and when a father lets down in front of his kids and lies to other people, the kids see it. Right. So uh, the biggest role are mom and dad um, teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Honor. And it's funny when you, you brought up that scripture where Jesus says, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Mm-hmm. For all of my upbringing with Alexis and even with Josiah, I don't I don't ever make promises. I'm always like I said, yes. And so if I said yes, that means, yes, I'm going to do it. I wish that I could say that every time I said yes, it was yes, and that I always showed up perfectly. I didn't, and but we had these conversations, and I and I've always tried to teach my kids, hey, if you say yes, it means yes, right? Like a hundred percent, like that's a scriptural principle. Like we should do that. So I think that goes with being a man of honor. You know, mm-hmm. if you say yes, it's yes. If I say no, I'm not doing that. I'm not for that. I don't agree with that. Right. So it. So before we say yes, before we commit, we ought to think it through. Yes. Pray it through. Uh, and, and, and look at our schedule, see if it's something we can actually carry out. Count the cost. Count the cost. Right. Yeah. Good. That's mm-hmm. it. So a man of honor does count the cost. Yeah. Um, but then when he counts the cost, he's willing to pay the cost in order to maintain his honor. Yeah. And like you said, uh, and I think that's Psalm 15, where it's talking about those who will dwell in the presence of God, they swear to their own hurt. That's right. There's sometimes that we count the cost and then something comes up that creates an additional cost. And that's where the hurt comes in. Cause I mm-hmm. thought it was only going to cost. I mean, if you, if you've ever built anything, especially in today's economy, you will think it's going to cost one thing and no, it costs a bunch more, but are you, are you going to stop in the middle or are you going to bring it to completion? And so it's the same thing with life, right? Like there are things that will come up that will want, you know, that will, that will put in, put in us almost a desire to say, you know, I've gone as far as I can. I'm not going to keep pressing forward, but as the followers of Christ, with everything that we can, we will fulfill our commitments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. There's another movie that I watch once in a while. It's called The Eagle uh, with Channing Tatum. 
Um, and uh, it's it's an older movie, just like The Last Samurai is, but it, it is about honor too. And uh, in that story, it's fictional, but it's about the Roman legions in in uh, in Britain, ancient Britain, and the the losing of the eagle, the standard of Rome. And so uh, Channing Tatum is the son uh, of the of the centurion who lost it and was killed up there. And he goes up and reclaims the eagle. And it really is a it really is a good um, movie from the standpoint of showing that um, that that we that it's worth fighting for those values that are very very important. But we need to determine what those values are, and usually they're they're biblical values, right? It's upholding the gospel. What else would we want to say about honor? For me, honor is also kind of tied in with the idea of duty in the sense of when I think of an honorable man, it's someone who will allow himself to be accountable Hmm. to justice, for instance. So I'm always inspired by, you know, in movies or in stories where someone could get out of something that they deserve. They could wiggle free by like doing something wrong. You know, they could lie their way out or that kind of thing, but they accept the responsibility. I think that's honorable to accept responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I call that duty, but I think that's a part of honor too. It is. And you know, duty is one of those words, again, like in the Boy Scout thing I said earlier, on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country. People don't like to talk about duty anymore. Um, but there are some relationships that are created where doing our duty, that which we swear to or that which uh, we are in relationship to, uh, that we simply have to carry out. Uh, when we make vows to God, to our country, to our wives, to our children, um, there is a relationship that is, is created. Pat Morley said, uh, relationships create responsibilities, and and the first uh, requirement of relationships is time. So there is that duty of giving the right time uh, in certain relationships. So we're all born scoundrels. So how does a man learn to be honorable, to be a man of honor? How is that passed down? Hmm. Wow. Well, I, as we were thinking about this, I, I went to, I went to Titus and when, when Titus, when Paul, the apostle Paul is writing to Titus in Titus chapter two, he says, and beginning in verse six, he says, likewise, exhort the young men to be sober minded and all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works and doctrine showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned that one who is an opponent may may be ashamed having nothing evil to say of you right 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 that's great and so i think that that is the is the idea right of honor is yeah. that those who are opponents to the faith even your opponents that they have nothing evil to say because you are living a life that is aligning with these codes of scripture. So to answer the question, I would say as a Christian man, right, we could go to a bunch of different places as men in general, but as Christian men, I think we have to go to God's word. Mm -hmm. And Paul is speaking specifically about exhorting young men. So it would give me the understanding of how we're supposed to develop our, you know, into, into biblical manhood. And so we're looking at what the scriptures teach and, 
I mean, the the crux of it is doctrine, mm. which is another word that we don't like to talk about. Yeah, you know, nobody likes doctrine. Right, we, but, it's, but it's just teaching, right? Yeah, yeah. And and First Peter says, honor all men, mm. honor the king. So there's a sense in which if we're honorable men, that will lead to honoring the worth of other people as well. It will, it inevitably flows. Can I ask the flip side of this? Is the Bible does call us to honor people in positions where sometimes the person themselves doesn't really deserve honor. Yeah. So so how do you deal with that? Why are we called to honor people that don't have anything honorable about them? It's because we're honorable. So again, it goes back to that idea where we are respectable and then we are also respectful. And so we show honor. And I think that we can, we can honorably disagree with people that are not people of integrity. We can be honorable and respectful and still have tough conversations and show that we don't agree with them. So I think that that's why we do it because as followers of Christ, we're called to honor. Yeah. And, and as Christians, we honor a lot of times we honor the position rather than the actual character of the person uh, like the president of the United States. Uh, and so there's a sense in which we have to learn to do that. You know, uh, even if we radically differ with the president, we still would call him Mr. President. Right. And um, then we can then say what we differ with about him to him even. But uh, yeah, this is a tricky, tricky subject. The whole idea of becoming men of honor, uh, but it is wrapped up in the gospel. How does grace, how does the gospel of grace lead us to become men of honor? How does grace energize that? Well, I think you're definitely not going to be an honorable person without grace, right? So that's the only thing that's going to help you to act honorably is the work of grace in your life, in your heart. Um, without that, again, like I said, we're just scoundrels. Um, <laughs> you said we were all born scoundrels, but I think probably you're more of a scoundrel than <laughs> you're younger, you're, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm closer to that original scoundrelness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I honor you as, as my elder, you know, almost twice my age. Oh, <laughs> oh. Shots fired, backhanded. shots fired. Yes. Uh, no. no, I a great, great honor, especially. I can never outsmart great him. He's so, he's so smart, you, you know? You, you, know, right. you know, you know, Zach, he's, 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 he's very witty. Golly. So I would, I would say this, right? So in the same passage that we, that, that we're looking at in, in Titus, we're talking about how does the grace of God do this? Well, if we just go down a couple of verses, it says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us. Mm. And, and I think that we have to grasp that concept that grace teaches us, grace trains us. And what does it train us to do? Denying ungodliness and worldly lust. So what is going to hinder us from being men of honor is when we are, is when we are not denying ungodliness and we're giving into worldly lust because we're going to be fluctuating. We're going to go with our feelings, our emotions, rather than denying ungodliness and worldly lust. And we should live. So it trains us to live soberly. It trains us to live righteously and godly in the present age. And grace trains us to look for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we live in this day, in this time, not for today, 
We're not living for the accolades that this world offers. We're living for the glory that is to come. Mm-hmm. And so as Christian men, if we want to grow in integrity, if we want to grow as men of honor, then we're not living for just the pleasures that are temporal, but we're living for eternal glory. Yeah. And I think that that changes the way that we live. When I said about my wife's uncle, you know, he's 80 something years old. And I mean, he is a man of God that has been serving the Lord I mean, as long as I've known him from the first time I met him, which was literally five minutes before I got married. So an extremely intimidating moment. He was performing our wedding. (laughs) Um, But I had heard so much good about him and just as a man of God. But because I know him now for 25 years, this is a man that he is looking for the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. And I think if we as men would purpose to live our lives that way, we would live more honorable lives because we're not even looking to honor men or people. We're we're looking to honor the King who we're looking forward to seeing. So I think that that to me is the the heart motivation for why we would live or how we could grow in living for honor. Yeah. Yeah. And grace energizes all that because we have been deeply loved by the most high God in in the person and work of Jesus. Yeah. Jason, amazing word. And I just want to add to it. You know, we are as Christians, son of the King of Kings. We are heirs to the kingdom of God. And so we should act in a way that befits our station. Mm. Someone who's like a, a prince, right? They're expected to act with a certain amount of honor because of their station. And and for us, our our kingdom is so much greater than any earthly kingdom. And mm-hmm. we should we should act with honor because we are sons of the Creator. And when we don't, and there are times we don't, right? I mean, we all violate for honor, sure being honorable. Of course, then we run back um, to the cross and. Uh, confess it and and we're reinstated as sons and we might have to fix things up with the people that we dishonored or we let down uh, honorable but but we can be forgiven of that and re- and retain that that's the power of the gospel i love robert lewis statement about manhood he says a real man rejects passivity accepts responsibility leads courageously and expects the greater reward and that's where you were going as you did that text of scripture. There is a greater reward and a greater rewarder than just people. So that's great. Absolutely. Well, this conversation has been amazing. Uh, I love listening to both of you. Uh, there's so much wisdom when I listen to you guys. So thank you for talking about this topic today. I want to thank everyone at home for listening to the Forge Truth Podcast. If you have any questions or comments on honor or what we talked about today, you can email the show at forge at forgetruth.com. And if you're interested in learning more about the Forge movement, you can check out our website at forgetruth.com. We'd love if you help get the word out about the podcast by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star rating and review for the show. It goes a long way in helping people find the show. Thanks for listening. And Jason, can you leave us with a challenge today? Yeah, as I was saying, I think the most important thing for us as men is that we are overwhelmed by the truth that we are the deeply beloved sons of the Most High God. And we're not live we're not living for um, or trying to attain that, but we're living from that. We're not trying to get God's approval. We already have that because of what Jesus did. And so I encourage you as brothers to just live from that place that you are a deeply beloved son and let's show the world what that looks like. Yeah.